Hello and welcome to our podcast about learning English as a Spanish speaker. All right. So today we have a very special guest. He's Wilson, an English teacher from Colombia, just like me. But remember, today I am live or streaming on this podcast from Ireland. Hello, Wilson. How are you today? Uh, hello, Ireland. Thank you very much for, uh, for having me. Thank you very much. All right. No, no. Thank you for your time and for your consideration. So, Wilson, first of all, before we start, uh, tell us a bit about you. I found you on social media. You're an excellent teacher, but uh, we would like to know more about Wilson. Who's Wilson? How long have you been teaching English for? Tell us a bit about yourself. All right. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, my name is Wilson. I'm from Colombia right now. Um, right now, really, I've been teaching English around 22 years. And at the beginning, I was working on uh, different kind of companies uh, as a teacher. But then I decided to move to social media. And of course, I really love social media to help a lot of people to learn English, right? And uh, yeah, I have I have had a lot of process. And I know a lot of people that have a lot of promise to, to learn English, right? Some of them are overcome different things, other to that. But anyways, I always in the process to help people learn English to show different kind of opportunities. But this is me, Wilson, I'm married. They have three beautiful daughters. And, uh, well, I only bring on Vija Vicencio, Meta. I don't know if you know, I guess. All right. Very good. Very good. Yes. I. That's that's one of the only cities from Colombia I haven't been to. It's, it's, it's very strange. I haven't been in that region of Colombia. I am, I am, the, I am from the coffee region. I am from the coffee region, from Pereira. Uh, but I was born in Bogota, though. I was born in Bogota. Right. But, but yeah, I, haven't been, I haven't been there. So, Wilson, uh, today we're going to talk about some of the most common challenges that Spanish speakers face when they learn English. One of the biggest challenge uh, is definitely pronunciation. Can you give us some tips on how to improve our pronunciation? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, according to my experience with different students, right? So, um, first of all, uh, Every single person has different time, different moment, different skills, right? And the pronunciation of every single person is so different. For example, I have some uh, forwarder told me Wilson. I really like to talk like like native speaker, uh, like from Canada, for example, or like another thing. I really like to get the accent of Americans. What suggestion, Wilson? Okay, the first suggestion for everyone right now here in this podcast is like this. You need to focus on which accent you want to get, right? Because, I mean, American accent is so different than British accent. So that's this really important for everybody over here. So the tip number one, for me, according to my experience, it's you got to identify exactly which accent you want to get. After that, you need to surround about uh, people that get this accent all the time. For example, you like how... I don't know, Justin Bieber speaks, right? For example, you have to listen to him all the time, right? You have to try to be surrounded about the music, about everything. And always when I have in the seminars or I have a workshop with my students or my followers, I always try to explain in this accent. For example, yeah, I'm here from Colombia. And what is going to happen if I'm going to be living in Argentina for two years? You know it happens that maybe I'm going to adapt this accent 
from those people over there, right? Say happy with English. If you want to get the British accent or American accent, you have to surround about the accent with people that really want to get uh, the same accent that you really uh, you want to achieve, in other words, right? So as a conclusion of this point in your accent right now, define the accent you want to get. Second, get a be surrounded with people that you really love how to speak this accent. This is the top that the tip. I guess in my experience is the most effective way to learn and to memorize and to, of course, improve their pronunciation. That's a great tip. That's a great tip indeed. I do. I do think we need to be surrounded by uh, English speakers. But what? What if if people can't leave their own country? You know, like for example, they live in Colombia and they have no option to go like on immersion. Like for example, I'm living in Ireland at the moment, and and, and obviously I have picked up the Irish accent. My English used to be uh, nearly American, but now it's it's more like an, a mix between Latin and Irish because of course I'm, I'm my native language it's I'm Spanish. And I I have my my Spanish accent, you know. But what if people can't travel? How can they how can they overcome this fear when it comes to pronunciation, uh, Wilson? All right, yeah, that's an interesting question, brother. Uh, it's I mean for me, it's uh, right now with technology, with social media, you have no limits, right? You need to understand that you have boundaries in your mind that maybe you say, say okay, I have the limit, but but actually no. Because you really have, you really have access for, I mean, with, with, for example, with Facebook, you can find, I don't know, thousand million groups of people around the world. Okay. Another, another uh, option that you would get, what maybe you could get, is, uh, for example, applications like app, like Hineti, like uh, HelloTalk, those kind of uh, apps are going to help you to to uh, reach a lot of people, Americans, maybe Canadians, maybe, I don't know, for any part of the world. And the interesting thing is that people really love our language. You know, native speakers, native English speakers love our language. The strategy in this case is try to make an interchange. So with them, right, you can teach something, maybe 20 minutes, for example, in Spanish, and they're gonna teach you, I mean, English for 20 minutes, right? It's going to be, a, 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 I mean, yeah, it's a learning, uh, to share your learning on the words, right? So my suggestion for you is try to involve in apps like HiNative or HelloTalk, for example, and you can find many thousand, hundred people, native speakers for free to involve, to surround it uh, in, in, in our language, right? In the language that we're going to get, right? This is... I, my suggestion for all people that say, okay, I live in Mexico or I live in Colombia or I live in Peru or I live in Venezuela or whatever, you have no limits. You have to try to, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, of course, uh, when you, if you have boundaries in your mind, there is no boundaries with social media. You can get whatever you want. Right? That's so true. That's so true. Social media, it's a, it's a universe. That's so true. That's a that's another great tip, um, Wilson. But what about grammar? Spanish and English have some pretty significant differences in their grammar rules. How can Spanish speakers overcome that? 
All right, yeah. Everything is gonna be, uh, I mean, a process in the, in the language journey, it's gonna be a process, all right? So for example, if you really want to learn grammar, according to my experience, uh, you have to learn English, I mean, grammar through the context, all right? Because it's gonna be, I mean, a better for you and for your mind. Well, for example, uh, you say, okay, grammar is present perfect. When, when, I, when I have to use present perfect, when I have to use past perfect, for example, and what you're gonna do, try to, for example, today we're gonna talk about just present and try to get some scripts or some books or whatever and read about something impressive. If you really want to learn uh, grammar, present, present tense, for example, right? But if you really want to uh, learn, for example, present perfect, okay, learn or find, in other words, on internet, you can find whatever you want, right? You can get dialogues with using present perfect, all right? And you can try to learn the grammar through the context, not specific the grammar, because it's gonna be more difficult for you, all right? Your, our mind is not prepared to, um, to absorb uh, just in one, I mean, in one class, the grammar, no, it's not gonna happen, right? But if you learn through the context, it's gonna be not very, very easy, but it's much easier than the last uh, method, like you're gonna learn, okay, sound your plot verbs complement is gonna be more difficult for you. But if you learn through the context, of course, it's easier. And again, the people can overcome this part doing this um, and using this strategy. Learning through grammar to the context. That's that's definitely true. That's just basically using the language. We mm -hmm. say we have a saying in English, and it's English, use it or lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. That's it. And that's right. that, that brings us to another point, uh, which I'm not going to dive in at the moment, and it's um, the comprehensible input by, you know, by Stephen Krashen. I'm not going to dive into it at the moment because I want to talk about listening. Uh, Wilson, how can one improve their listening skills in English, especially when it comes to understanding native speakers? In Ireland, for example, you would find uh, a, a lots of different accents, even though it's a small country. If you go to Dublin, they have a specific accent, whereas if you move to Cork, which is another two-hour drive, you would see a, you would hear a totally different accent. So, what could be a good way for our students to improve their listening skills in English? Okay, right. That's an interesting question as well. So, uh, for example, um, people also say to me, Wilson, I don't really understand anything. And I mean, nobody. What can I do? Is the same question like you are asking me right away. So, First of all, you have to understand that if you don't listen, you're never gonna understand. You have to be in touch with the language, all right? The time and the multiple time you can. First of all, it's the same like if you are, if you wanna learn how to swim professional and you watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos, but you never go to the pool, it's the same, all right? When you go to the pool with just with grammar or with techniques, Maybe you go to the pool and you, not, it's not going to happen. Nothing is going to happen with you. You cannot swim with professional. Would it was the same? Could be you could read, for example, you could write, 
you can memorize, I mean, words, vocabulary, phrases, words, or whatever. But if you don't listen to, of course, never listen to me. This is the word. Never you're going to improve your listening. Okay, another question is, Wilson, but I listen, but I never understand. Yeah, that's why. You don't understand because you never listen. That's the point, right? So, and the strategy for me and my suggestion for all people in this podcast, for your student, my community, your community, is like this. If you really want to learn and you want to improve your listening skill, first, surround with English and connect your passion. Maybe you like, you like, I don't know, maybe you want to be, yeah, you're happy cooking, for example. Okay, try to watch content in English about cooking. Or maybe you like to, I don't know, you like to um, technology or software or something like that. Try to watch English about software, all right? Or maybe you just like to, I don't know, you're professional. Maybe you are an engineer or whatever. Okay, connect your passion that you love or everything you love with English. And of course, it's going to be much easier because you are listening, you're interested in your listening. But but a really big mistake people um, in mental time is like, okay, I'm going to listen today something in English. And I don't know, the Bible history, but you don't love it. What is going to happen? Your mind blocked mentally. Nothing is going to happen with your listening, right? So the process is listen something that you love you love cooking okay watch about uh recipes i don't know ayako, whatever <laughs> whatever right about about food about preparing food okay when you connect everything you love with english you're gonna enjoy your your english journey and words and your listening is gonna improve uh naturally right this is my advice and this is i guess regular that's so true so just to sum up uh, Wilson is telling us that we should use the language even for listening. We should practice, 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 and that will lead us to production. But also we should narrow, narrow, guys, the content we listen to. For example, I love uh, law and politics. So most of the content I listen to it's related to politics and law, but also to uh, how to grow on social media. That's the other. That's the other area of knowledge that I love. So if I narrow what I'm listening to, I would be improving my English quicker or faster because most of the vocabulary would be similar to the one in Spanish. Remember, we have cognates. Cognates are these words that have the same meaning and are similar in both languages like doctor like hospital like emergency among others so very good wilson thanks for that piece of advice what are some common mistakes according to your experience wilson that spanish speakers make when learning english and how can they be avoided just because uh, i'm pretty sure that our listeners would be on these shoes all right, first of all, people sometimes think that English is a tool. I guess it's the first mistake. People think that English is another compliment. Uh, I don't know, maybe you're a doctor and you need you need to be a bilingual. Or, yeah, just because you're 
your curriculum needed, or because of uh, maybe you need to go, you're gonna you're gonna have vacations, for example, and you need to speak something in English, right? That's why I need to speak a little bit of English. This is the first mistake people make all the time. Why? Because in my in my life, I always say to my followers, speak English changed my life. So why? Because English right now, right away. It's not the tool. English right now, really, you must, it's mandatory today. It's mandatory to, to, to manage, to handle this language. And the first mistake people think is about the mindset. Mindset say, oh, English is not important. Then next, when I finish university, I, I will do it. When I finish my master, I will do it. When I finish whatever, I will do it. And when you have this uh, mindset, of course, it's going to be more difficult for you to understand English because you need to prioritize the language in your life. This is the first mistake, the mindset, right? The second, the second um, mistakes people uh, make in the in this journey is that people believe that exists a magic method. Who is the teacher who teaches me the method? I need to speak English like in average speaking one month. People speak. I mean, people try to 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 look for the, the pill to, to, to take it, and next day it's gonna be rolling one. The, mo the, the most common question in my social media is, how long will it take me to speak English like a native? Come on, lads, come <laughs> on. I've been speaking English for my past 22 years, and I still don't speak like a native. So it's, it's, just, it's just impossible, come on, lads. I'm sorry for the interruption. I just had to say it. So you can you can continue. Yeah, sorry. All right, the words, the words. It's good, it's good, right? Yeah. And okay, the third mistake is is people think that English it's so difficult. People don't, I mean, they haven't studied anything and they're declaring and manifesting that English is so difficult. And when they begin to learn English, of course, what's going to happen? It's very difficult for them. All right? So, and the fourth mistake, people think, okay, uh, people begin to think about it. Okay, Hernan, I don't know if you're here. Okay. I am here. I am here. I just want people to see you. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, I thought that you, you were... You were no, no, no. Okay. Well, and another point here is that... Uh, People think that when everything is difficult, of course, in your reality, everything is going to be difficult. Everything about is mindset. The experts about mindset said that the, the learning process is about 80% it's mindset and 20% is strategy. I absolutely agree about it. So if you really want to learn English and you really want to learn whatever in life, you know, in this case, English, you need to get a right mindset about it. First, think that English is not easy, it's a process. Second, begin to begin to study, begin, study, get discipline, all right? Get everything about it. People say all the time, okay, I want to be bilingual. I lost opportunities last month. I lost another job opportunities uh, last year, but people don't do anything. It's another mistake, all right? Well, there's My, a difference between wanting and willing. Yeah, right. 
And everything about the last, the last mistake, I guess, according to my experience after teaching English uh, about 22 years, is that people just wanna be, or just wanna get motivation all the time. But actually, <laughs> motivation today is good and tomorrow is appear. The only thing and the only way that you can learn English is about discipline. There is another way. Discipline and try to be perseverance and never give up. This is the only way. This is the effective method. If you think that motivation is going to help you, I have a bad news for you guys. Nothing is going to happen because motivation is an emotional state that sometimes uh, is right now. Oh, we are the champion. And tomorrow, we're not. But the discipline becomes a champion all the time, all right, when you don't have motivation. Yeah, internal motivation. That's it. We need to have internal motivation. And that way, we would achieve our goals regardless on what happens. All yeah. right. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to our channels. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, remember to follow our podcast. And Wilson, what is the best way to build a vocabulary in English? And what resources are available to help us according to your experience again? Because you might have all these uh, fancy uh, tools and resources to teach English for your students. All right. Okay. Uh, I guess the, the, the effective way to learn more vocabulary, first of all, is, uh, I mean, going into songs, L listen to a lot of music and learn songs. This is very, very good because when you're, I mean, you're singing, could be you begin to repeat a lot of vocabulary, but your mind think that you're not studying. Your mind think that you are just singing, just having fun. That's it, right? And I guess the music is the is the first tool that I really suggest for a lot of people. Um, as a tool because you can enjoy it, right? Second, it's about podcasts, for example. You know, this podcast could be great for another person, but in my case, for example, I listen to podcasts for many people and I learn a lot of the vocabulary, right? When you don't know some words, you try to write it down and then go to Google Translator and try to, I mean, check it out. What's going to happen with this word, all right? You have to, my, my, my dad said, you have to do the homework. You have to do the homework, right? So, but as a conclusion of this topic is listen to music that you love in English. Learn the lyrics, all right? Maybe download it. And train your mind to sing while you're learning some vocabulary. That's my my suggestion. The, there is many things, right? And other sources could be I told you the podcast and um, social media. I guess is the best right now. For example, uh, El Profernan has a really good uh, channel uh, and YouTube or I don't know social media, and and he has many 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 thousands of videos with a lot of vocabulary that are interesting for for a lot of people thanks thanks a million for that wilson and i i i promise not to do this but i want to do it i want to break the format and i want to switch code <clears throat> because i want to make people aware 
of the importance of being bilingual without mm -hmm. without without thinking about uh, we can't we can't think about or or want to be native we are Span we are native spanish speakers and that and we have to be proud of it so that's why quiero romper el formato prometí no hacerlo pero vamos a desarrollar solo una pregunta en español llevamos 24 minutos hablando solo inglés dos profes que no son nativos y se han comunicado sin problema y esto es lo que yo quiero que las personas vean no se necesita ser nativo para desarrollar una conversación a cualquier nivel de manera que Wilson cuéntanos cómo alguien puede mejorar su confianza para hablar inglés lo que llamamos en inglés confidence cómo alguien puede tener más confidence para hablar inglés especialmente en ambientes sociales y profesionales. Ok, bueno, eh, vamos a hablar en español, ¿verdad? Sí, ok. Sí, 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 esta solamente. Ok, listo. Bueno, mira, hay varias razones que tenemos que tener en cuenta algo y lo voy a hablar de mi propia experiencia. Eh, cuando una persona no tiene la confianza es porque hay un miedo adentro, hay un miedo adentro, ¿ok? Y quiero decir siempre que ese miedo por lo general nos va a acompañar todo el tiempo, ¿ok? Ese miedo a todos nos pasa. Antes de que Hernán me invitara a este podcast, yo estaba un poquito nervioso, pues, porque igual es mucha gente, muchas cosas que están pasando. Eh, estamos hablando de dar mejor contenido. Tenía yo algo de, de nervios. Eso es natural en el ser humano. ¿Por qué? Porque cada vez que tú tienes miedo, para mí es esto. El miedo es un indicador de que estás avanzando. Hay que tener en cuenta esto. Entonces, cada vez que alguien tiene miedo, es porque se está moviendo hacia adelante. Y en el caso de que tú estás, estás tratando de... O, o te quieres expresar con alguien en inglés, o quieres hablar algo, pero te da miedo. Lo primero que yo tengo que pensar con ese miedo es, básicamente, es que es un buen indicador porque si no me, me estoy moviendo hacia adelante y estoy por encima de muchos que no lo hacen. Ahora bien, cuando yo, obviamente, comienzo a sentir ese miedo, algo que tengo que aceptar es que en el, en el proceso de aprendizaje voy a equivocarme. Y yo tengo que aceptar esos errores para que esos errores puedan ser mis mejores maestros más adelante. Esa es la forma de yo poder tomar confianza, atreverme, atreverme a que yo pueda sí o sí, sí o sí, empezar a utilizar otros, otras preguntas, otro vocabulario. De pronto cometí un error al, al, al pronunciar. No importa, hay que atreverme. ¿Qué le pasa a los niños que aprenden inglés tan pequeños? ¿Por qué hablan inglés perfecto? Porque todo el mundo, los adultos los corrigen. No digas así y esto, pero él se atrevió. Si no se atreve, pues no aprende. Y si no aprende, pues no progresa. Entonces, en, en conclusión de tu pregunta, Hernán, cada vez que tengamos miedo debemos enfrentarlo y aceptarnos que nos vamos a equivocar. Hay un proceso de aprendizaje que no nos podemos saltar, no se puede. Y el proceso es enfrentando el miedo poco a poco y atreviéndonos a involucrarnos en conversaciones y aprovechando la oportunidad que tengamos en el momento de practicar el inglés sin importar o entendiendo que tal vez me voy a equivocar. Y cuando mi mente entiende eso, a mí ya no me importa si me equivoco o no, simplemente lo hago porque quiero seguir adelante. Y la gente es muy amable, por lo general te dicen, ok, muy bien, estás intentando, muy bien, sigue adelante. Y cuando tú ves que comienzas a tener una, una conversación, a pesar de los errores, a pesar de esa situación, eso te va a permitir a ti, sí o sí, tomar más confianza a la hora de hablar inglés. Ok, very good, very good, Wilson. Let's go back to English because that's the nature of this podcast. Just to say there is no native English. There, at this stage, even, even English speakers are in the same debate. 
and linguistic linguists are in the same debate. Who owns the language? Eight out of ten conversations in English today are held by non no no non-native English speakers like Wilson and myself. We're not native English speakers, but we are talking in English. We are speaking in English between us. Why? Because we have the language in common. So right. there is no such thing like native English, and there is no such thing like technical English. There is English for specific purposes, and there is uh, are the native speakers. There are these people that were born with the language, and they just picked it up naturally, and they've been speaking English for their whole life. But moving up with the questions, you have mentioned uh, music in order to learn English as a tool to learn English. Download mm -hmm. the lyrics, uh, learn the, the, the songs by memory, uh, you can sing, etc. But how can TV shows, series or movies help uh, our students or people in general to learn and practice English? How can they take advantage? of these um, tools. All right, you get understand right now uh, that when you watch TV in English, it's gonna be more difficult, right? Why? Because you are uh, listening to a different kind of accent in English, right? Maybe three actors or three people, four people, and um, everybody over there in this movie or this series uh, has different accents, right? And you need another English language to learn I mean, to, to understand series or TV shows or whatever. Anyways, uh, you can you can get an advantage about it. Uh, my suggestion for you is try to watch the series with subtitles in English. With subtitles in English is going to be a very good help for a lot of people, right? No subtitles in Spanish, not Spanish, not subtitles in English. If you watch subtitles in Spanish, you're trying in your mind to be a very good translator, but, but you're not gonna learn English, right? But if you learn, I mean, you watch a series um, with subtitles in English, you train your mind to listen, to listen and to read and to understand everything about the context, right? So, and of course, my suggestion for you is if you are, I don't know if you're in a basic level, for example, you have a basic level, what you're gonna do is try to, Watch one series, for example, for kids, right? For kids, whatever, whatever series for kids. And again, uh, set the subtitles in English on TV to help you a lot about it. Uh, but if you pretend, for example, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a friend that told me Wilson, I'm gonna sleep, and I'm listening, I'm listening to English the whole time when I'm sleeping. And the one person told me that I'm gonna be bilingual next day. Okay, it's not gonna happen, right? You're gonna be no, really no, tired. Ah, that chance. Yeah, you're not gonna try. Watch something that you you feel comfortable, and when you feel comfortable, maybe you understand around fifty percent or sixty percent. You're gonna change another series, perhaps more difficult or something like that, but with the same strategy. All right. So subtitles in English, listen to in English, and watch everything. What's gonna happen, and you get and you understand through the context everything. And if you do. This strategy around 15 or 20 uh, minutes daily, your listening is gonna be is gonna be growing up, and every time you're gonna watch the same series, you're gonna understand more English, 
and more angry because your brain is learning. It's learning about it and it's learning. If you don't really understand it because your mind don't know, uh, yeah, your, your mind doesn't know, sorry. What language is that, all right? This, you, for example, if you are 30 years or 20 years or you are 40 years, you've heard everything in Spanish. It's impossible that your mind understand in English, right? You need to train your mind. Do it every single day, 10 minutes daily with subtitles. And I can promise that you're going to improve your listening and your comprehension in English. Absolutely sure. All right, Hernan's English Classroom. This is the podcast where Wilson just promised that if you listen to English every day for 10 minutes, that would be 300 minutes a month you would improve your English. So write it down, guys. Take notes and start. Start doing it today. 10 minutes every day. You can look for a podcast. You can go for a series with 10-minute episode and start. Episodes, sorry. So, Wilson, we haven't talked about writing, but I know this is the most boring thing for many people. But what is the most effective way to practice and improve writing skills in English, such as for academic or professional purposes, for example, or just for social purposes? What could be a good strategy to improve your writing skills? All right. Uh, a really good question. Uh, so um, first of all, I want to clarify something about this. You need to identify first what kind of uh, writing you want to develop, right? You have academic and you have the daily life English that it's so uh, different than academic, right? So, but one strategy, about we're going to suppose that you really want to get an academic English. Uh, my suggestion for all everybody over here is try to write short sentences, no long. Why? Let me tell you why. Your mind never uh, remember long things, never. It's gonna be really hard for all people to uh, remember one page, for example, is really hard. So anyways, if you, uh, if you practice writing uh, whatever, about whatever, about whatever, but in short sentence, for example, two sentences, uh, daily, and you practice with sentences, writing, okay? Maybe you, and you say, okay, I'm going to practice today, uh, I don't know, simple past, for example, right? You're going to write two sentences and a simple past and try to analyze them, try to understand them to the context, right? So, but, but of course, definitely, it's just this, the most powerful strategy, it's short sentence, a little vocabulary, but understand every day. And next day, Check it again. Don't change it. Don't change it again. All right. And next day, again, the same, the same tense. If you're learning past, for example, writing past, one week just passed. All right. Next week, present or future. Okay. One week with one tense, right? And short, short sentences. Because your mind's going to remember almost everything when everything is short and everything is easy. I guess this is the, the effective way my students and the followers uh, are right now. Of course, the non followers are gonna <laughs> are gonna do it from today. I hope so. 
Hopefully, yes, hopefully, hopefully, Wilson. That's a really good, that's a really good tip. Uh, thanks very much for that. We appreciate it. Uh, I know, I know when, when you, when you teach, uh, I've seen some of your lives. We can talk about your social media as well uh, on this question. If you want to tell us how to follow you, where to find you, um, how can someone overcome their fear or shyness in speaking English and start using the language more regularly? Because that's that's the most common mistake people make, not uh, in regardless or on what their their native language is. First of all, we have to be aware. We have to be aware that we are only natives, native speakers of our mother tongue. That's, mm -hmm. that, that the, the word is clear, native. That means you were born with the language. So my mm -hmm. son, for example, he lives in Ireland. He was born in Ireland. He speaks Spanish at home. He speaks. Uh, uh, he will uh, speak Irish at school, and he speaks English in a social context. Though, so there is a high chance of him, uh, uh, for him to grow up speaking three languages as with a native level, right? Because he was born with the language. Right. That will make him a native. But then it, it comes who has the language, uh, English as a foreign language or Spanish as a foreign language, the people that travel around the world and they just need the language to back themselves up at the airport, at the restaurant, at whatever, they're, whatever place they're visiting, that would be the language as a foreign language, right? You were, you were saying it at the beginning, at the start you were saying it. Some people just travel and that's what they need the language for. That would be English as a foreign language. And then English as a second language would be my case, for example. I study, I live, I think, I sleep, I work, I do everything in English. And then I go home and I speak Spanish because my wife and, and the rest of my family, they're Spanish speakers. So my English is as a second language, right? But how can we... Uh, create this awareness and, and try to get rid of all this marketing that had come into, into our field, telling people that they have to be native in order to speak English, because this created a big fear in Spanish speakers in order to speak English. So how can we overcome this fear? I don't know if, if I was clear. I, I, I just feel like... Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Perfectly. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay, first of all, uh, thank you very much for letting me to share my social media over here in your program, in your podcast. If you really want to follow me and maybe you want to get more tips, like we are talking here with Ornan, you can follow me right now in all social media, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, like El Club Bilingue, right? El Club Bilingue, you can find uh, this, uh, you can find me like this, right? El Club Bilingue. And Instagram, and Instagram, sorry. You can find like a uh, robot building. That's it. All right. Very easy. Okay. So, uh, related to your question, uh, first of all, I gotta tell you something. And this uh, story, the, the short story, uh, could happen or could change a little bit your, your mind about these kind of things. First of all, you need to understand that dreams come true. Okay. If your dream, it speak English, first of all, you need to believe that it's possible. First of all, everything starts 
from your mindset. Dreams come true. In my case, for example, around you, maybe you don't know, maybe you do, I don't know. I learned English by myself. All right, because we didn't have opportunities when we were a child, uh, because of course my dad and my, my mom uh, didn't have enough resources to ascend us at university or something like that, right? But anyways, I learned English by myself, and I can't communicate with any people around the world in English. I'm not native speakers. I'm not native speaker, right? I would like, but 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 not, right? So. This is the second point, right? The boundaries in your mind is only the world that you have. Okay? First of all, dreams come true. Second, try to uh, delay the boundaries you have in your mind. And third, forget to think that you need to speak like a native speaker. Okay? For example, when American people come to our country, Latin country like, I don't know, Colombia, they speak Spanish with their English accent and nothing happened, right? It's great. Same happened to us, right? You can speak English with your Spanish accent. Nothing is going to happen. Of course, if you really want to dive in English and dive in this accent, you could speak very close like a native speaker, but no 100% because you're not a native speaker. You're the native. You're from, from, I don't know, in my case, Colombia or, or Peru or whatever. How you can overcome this? First of all, remember, dreams come true. Second, second, if you feel uh, like, okay, I want to learn English, but I have no time. I have no money. I, uh, I, my office, I have to work every day. My wife, the children, everything. And you put bonus all time. Four, and I guess the most important uh, uh, right now about this point. It's if you really want to achieve or become a bilingual person, you need to get the habit of studying English. If you have the habit of studying English, nothing is going to happen. Nothing, right? If you want to be a doctor, you need to go out to university. If you want to speak, I mean, you want to be a bilingual, you need to study and surround it all the time with a language. No matter if you pay a teacher or you use social media or you study by yourself or you go to another country, no, no matter what's going to be the method or the path that you want to use it, just understand that the process, you got to do it. You got to do the process in order to be bilingual, okay? So overcome from your mindset and then take actions and set some habits of getting some times of studying English no matter if it's 10 minutes, maybe in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon, and 15 minutes at night, but just do it at least one hour day. This is my advice, and I guess the people can do it. I did it. Everyone can do it. That, that's really good. That's that's very good, Wilson, and thanks very much for that. Uh, congratulations, by the way, fair play to you. I, I my my experience was different uh, or is different. I did I did I did have to travel, not because I wanted, but because I, they made me. I was I was a small kid. I was only ten year old when my mom and dad they both decided we had to move to the states, and that's what I learned English. It was a pain in the butt. It was really tough, like because I I I just landed in the states. I landed in Chicago. And I, I, I didn't know a word in English because obviously in Colombia, 
I, I had finished my primary school and, and by the time in Colombia, we didn't have English at primary level, you know, so I didn't even know the colors and I just had to start my sixth grade, my junior high school in English. So right. I only had, I only had like a transition year in, in that this, I only had like six or nine months to learn English in which I had a couple of subjects in Spanish because my school had a, a special program for uh, Spanish speakers and for foreigners. But that's that's my story, it's, it's, it's a bit different. But anyway, uh, thanks very much for sharing that, Wilson. Uh, we're coming to the end, but we can't uh, finish this podcast today, this episode, without uh, hearing from you uh, an advice in relation to the following. How can someone stay motivated and committed to learning English especially when facing challenges or setbacks how can someone keep their affective filter or their or their intrinsic motivation internal motivation whatever you want to call it how can someone keep it up all right oh i guess this is the most difficult question but uh for example setbacks all time are going to appear in every single area of your of your life, right? If you if you don't want to get to that, you need to die. Easy, right? So, anyways, uh, motivation is it's really hard to maintain to keep it because it depends on a lot of circ emotional circumstances that you're living in your daily life. Anyways, uh, when you are when you have a goal, this is the this is the, the, the key, the secret, the goal. What's your goal? Because you really want to get, or you want to become, you want to, you really want to become an, uh, an, an English speaker. What's your goal? When you have cleared this point, no matter if you have no money, like it was my case, or you have no resources. Right, no matter what's the point here, the goal. When you have a goal, you are going to be motivated, even though you're crying, because you want to get, you want to shave it. You really want to get this point. For example, in my case, I I have traveled in many countries around the world. Thanks, English. All right. And I say thank God for this opportunity. I just wanna, I just wanna learn English just because I want to work in a call center. But I never imagined that I'm that I was going to have a company, uh, students more than six thousand people around the world, uh, social media followers, and it's it was I mean it has been really great for my life. And I want to motivate you to get a goal. Why do you really want to get English? Could be a high pay job. Could be uh, you want to learn English because of your children, or perhaps you want to get a, a scholarship. Maybe I don't know, uh, United States, Canada, London, whatever. What's your goal? Okay. Once you get your goal, try to set daily uh, steps to get this goal, and get a following. Follow your goals. Follow your how. Okay, for example, say okay, I'm gonna start today. 
uh, 20 minutes, and tomorrow we're going to start at 30 minutes, and stick to the goal, stick to the step, stick to the plan all the time. When you are disciplined with a plan, your style is to get the goal, what is going to happen? No matter if you are motivated today, or you are crying, or you have a really big problem, just follow the plan to achieve the goal. And suddenly, the motivation is going to appear again because you begin to see the results in your language process. This is my suggestion for you. Remember, guys, I didn't have any money to go to university for Chabla Hernan. Hernan's process was absolutely different and it's great, but every single person has his own resources. Okay, so take advantage of all the resources, put the goal, set the goal, then get a plan to, to achieve this goal and just keep going every day and never give up. That's it. Those are all fantastic tips, Wilson. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today and for sharing your experience. Okay, thank you very much, Aranda, for your invitation over here. And I hope and I hope to to be here again another podcast. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Of course, Wilson. Of course, we would have a second chance. And thank you to all of our listeners for turning on, for tuning on, tuning in, sorry, and for being here, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Spotify. Thanks very much. We hope you found this episode helpful in your journey to learn English as a Spanish speaker. And remember, you don't have to be native in order to speak English with, uh, with a fluent level. All you have to do in order to acquire the language and to become uh, bilingual, it's just use the language. Just use English because otherwise you would lose it. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more helpful tips and insights. And obviously, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook uh, page, Instagram. We are all over the web. So, Wilson, if you want, if you have the last words for the lads, for our community, for your community, if not, thanks again, guys. Thanks a million. All right. Thank you very much. Arnan. Yeah, just last, the last word is like, uh, always I said that, If you know how to speak English, is is like more opportunities, and more opportunities is the same. More money for your pocket, more money for your pocket. It's better condition for your son, your wife, your family in general. Thank you very much, guys. It was an honor to be here with all of you. Thank you, Ernesto.